We're back at it again. Back at it. Welcome again to another edition of Wrestling Makes the World Takes. Yours truly, CB, alongside the one and only AD. We're back in a special Sunday edition post WrestleMania. We're live, 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 baby. Just a couple of hairs before uh, midnight yeah. mm-hmm. after a quite an eventful WrestleMania 39 event. Caperoni, give yeah. me your immediate reactions. Wow. What a two I nights. mean, I would think strongest WrestleMania Sunday we've had in a while, you know. Definitely the yes. first one our Triple H regime did a great job, I would say. Uh, absolutely definitely left its mark it was definitely one to remember uh, you know i was thinking about this like since they've stretched two nights and over the, I would say the last call it seven or eight years yeah kind of like the spectacles there the 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 theatrics are there at all mm-hmm. but a lot of times they get kind of lost and they get a little bit forgetful um this one had a couple of those moments that i think will stand the test of time for quite some time yeah i think? think i think on this one we had less meaningless matches because i think I feel like under vince regime we had so many matches that meant nothing uh but now you know i felt like this one most of the matches had some meaning to it i mean you had your you know ones that meant a whole lot of nothing or like your quick gimmick ones but you know as a whole i would say it was a very strong card yeah top to bottom i mean they had a couple of showcase matches which i kind of had my uh a little bit of questions about but mm-hmm. um you kind of need those a little bit of uh we like to call them cool down matches in between mm-hmm. all of the the big emotional spots and the crazy matches with high energy you gotta keep that crowd kind of energy level before you burn them out before the uh for the end of the night so um tonight on, on tonight's edition we're going to kind of walk through the entire match ranking both nights together we're going to give our thoughts on who what do we think top to bottom rank the entire card top to bottom who was the who ended up on top as the number one match on the WrestleMania 39 card. Absolutely. I'm ready. Yeah. So Caparini, let's kick it off. Um, immediate reactions. It was, it was about 14, 14. It came 14 out to about. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you this. We talked about this a little bit off and on. Give me your thoughts on the two night format, or would you prefer it go back to one mega night? I've kind of always preferred the one night format. I mean, because, you know, two nights is like, you know, it's, you're taking up your whole entire weekend. You know, I kind of enjoyed the one night you would just sit, catch the whole thing. Um, I think the only complaint people had with it was where it was, uh, you know, too long in that one night. So I think if they could, you know, maybe condense a little bit instead of like a six hour or do like a four or five hour, you know, one night spectacle, I think it would do better. Um, but I get why they go to two night, two night format because the amount of revenue and money they bring in just off the gate for two nights is insane. Because I mean, you look at this one; they had 161,000 people, yeah, over two nights. So just off the gate, you know, it makes sense why they're doing two nights as long as they can draw that crowd in. No, absolutely. I mean, the profit margin has to be there. I mean, the build—they already have the building; everything is already set up. Mm-hmm. They just have to turn the lights on one more night. Um, yeah, but another night of a sold-out stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're making bank on that. You know, Nick Khan loves, as we could see, we saw throughout the show, uh, trying to make a dollar wherever he can. There's oh, advertisements yeah. all over the thing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just thankful that they didn't have an Intuit TurboTax <laughs> ad around the apron of the ring on the video board while they're yeah. having the main event, this emotional main event between Cody Rhodes. Yeah, that would have been Rhodes. very disappointing. Yeah, and same with the uh, tag match as well. I think it was, was it Mike's Hard Lemonade or mm-hmm. uh, what was the, the ad? Oh, no, that was the... Um... Well, I see title match. Yes, Had tremendous that. match. I can't wait to talk about that one. In particular. Yeah, um, but um, a lot, a lot to talk about, and a lot of uh, a lot of really interesting things, top to bottom. 
Um, so let's let's kind of get through the open look, opening match of the card. We'll rank number fourteen to number one, and, and kind of we'll kind of talk through them a little bit, get our, our immediate feedback coming fresh off of the card. Literally, the card just ended, mm-hmm. yep. you know, less like less than an hour ago. So, yeah. So for me, the lowest ranked match I had in WrestleMania uh, was Miz and Shane McMahon. Now, obviously, you know, it's kind of because Shane got his injury and kind of ruined the whole thing. Like the return of Shane spectacular i'm sure everyone was happy but to see you know it kind of get ruined by his knee just blowing out you know a minute into the match if if that you know was very disappointing but you know i do give uh snoop a lot of credit for you know kind of bringing it home when all that was going on yeah absolutely i mean a world-class entertainer for 30 years uh, he knows how to you gotta the show must go on and Mm -hmm. he jumped right in there and improvised like a true champ and you know made it made lemons out of a very shitty lemonade situation. Oh, yeah, yeah you could tell uh, Miz had no clue what to do when that happened. Yeah, Miz was just dancing around trying to figure out what to do, and mm-hmm. Snoop just kind of went in there with the, the Snoop people's elbow and threw his glass at him. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. So you, you hats off the Snoop Dogg for, uh, you know, saving uh, saving segment there. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, unfortunate situation. Um, you know, what can you do? And they did the best they could. Yeah, I agree. Um, so into number 13 for us, I have... Uh, Pat McAfee and The Miz, you know, for me, you know, it was another short match. Pat McAfee did a great job. You know, Miz was made to seem like the joke of the weekend, I would say. I would say. Yes, yes. Which he's been a lot of that lately. Yeah, and, you know, it's kind of shocking to me. You think 10 years ago, this guy was in the main event of the WrestleMania 12 years ago, and now they have him in the the, kind of the comedy role. And, Mm -hmm. you know, give me your thoughts on, do you think the way they've handled The Miz the last couple of years is kind of do justice to somebody that was literally a bona fide main eventer like a decade ago. I kind of feel it's like almost disrespectful what they're doing to him. I mean, I don't know how he feels about it personally. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't like what they're doing with him, but I know there's definitely more people that are talented than him in the ring. I think that's why he's where he is now. He's just all kind of a talker at this point. I feel yeah, like. but you know, sometimes that that's the way to carry it through. And you know, I think I think he still has that. He can get the crowd behind him and kind of make him feel something then he could still be that chicken shit heel mm-hmm. he wants to be so um it isn't a meaning, meaningful feud in a while i feel like he hasn't yeah he's just kind of floating in and out so um yeah i don't know it's my, my theory is you never kind of mess with a main event star like mm-hmm. and even if you don't have anything for him you kind of but like just yeah. to kind of like it's you know i don't know so um we'll keep the keep keep going and we'll see what happens mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so number uh, twelve, we're on to now. I have the uh, the women's showcase match. Yeah, uh, you know, I kind of felt like it was a match. You know, I, I feel like I had a predictable winner in it, but it really did nothing for me. Um, why it was there, I guess, is just to get more women attention on the card. Um, I wonder if Shayna did legit get injured. She ended the match like with a limp in her boot off. So I wonder if something happened to her. Uh, but overall, you know, just to average. Average match, you know, give women time on the court, which they absolutely deserve for sure. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. And I get it. There's two sides to it. It's just like, all right, the theory is let's create the best possible card, you know, you can out of the top feuds and mm-hmm. what's going to be the most compelling storylines. Um, but also, it's it's a payoff to a crazy, grueling, long year of working, and you kind of want the entire roster kind of get an opportunity to get a little mm-hmm. bit of payout out of it. So, yeah, otherwise you would have had four women on the whole card. So I think that's why they did it. 
Yes. Or not enough for because they have the trios match as well. So a little more than that. Yeah. So it give everybody an opportunity to, to kind of soak in that WrestleMania moment. And, you know, I, I get it. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so number 11 we're on to. Um, I have Theory and John Cena as it. This has always been a hot topic between us and the text messages. And uh, I like to tease you a little bit. We know you're, you're a big fan of Austin Theory. Oh, yeah. I love him. Yes. Love him, love him, love him. Yes. I think my first comment when he walked out was, God, he's got a great upper half. <laughs> he's like built like a, like, I don't know. But uh, so give me your thoughts on, on the match and, you know, the overall kind of entire package of story between John Cena and Austin Theory and how everything played out. I mean, for how short of a story it was, I feel like they did a decent job. Um, match wise, I'm, you know, I was kind of hoping Cena would come out with it. Um, but I guess the whole point was trying to elevate Theory. Um, you know, and I guess John Cena doesn't have the availability to keep going more than one night. Um, so I would have been fine if, you know, maybe Cena won. Uh, the next night he loses it to someone else. Because, um, you know, John Cena, you know, every time he comes back, I feel like in a big match he loses. I mean, he hasn't really done much in a while. Um, but the crowd still gets behind him. Um, but I wonder when he's going to, like, officially call it quits at this point. Because I feel like we're getting close to that, I think. Yeah, and who knows? He may never officially call it quits. He may just kind of pop in and pop out, do the mm-hmm. old pop in, you know, yeah. like, hey, I'm here, I'm going to pop in for a weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like The Undertaker did for years and years and years. He never really officially said, this is the last match I'm going to have. Yeah. Until, you know, uh, he literally couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, even at that WrestleMania 36 match with in the graveyard with uh, mm-hmm. AJ Styles, they didn't say, this is the last one. And yeah, so this is the retirement match. Yeah. Um, so maybe he just kind of pops in and pops out because the one thing about John Cena, and I just thought about this, he's got a really like good style that for longevity, you know, it's mm-hmm. just a lot of punches, kicks, blocking tackles, you know, just yeah. kind of basic moves. And he kind of relies on his charisma to kind of, um, you know, really carry his, his presence forward. He doesn't, he doesn't do any kind of high impact, crazy moves. No, not anymore. Yeah, no. Open dives onto the outside. So, that's off to him. You know, that's why at in his what mid forties now he could still go out there and have mm-hmm. a solid match with anybody. So I mean, that's what Hulk Hogan always said. He's like, you know what? I wish I if I can go back and do it again, would not make my finisher the leg drop because I've had all these back surgeries, leg hip surgeries, and yeah, uh, and all this because of all that impact and dropping a leg every single night on people, three hundred pounds dropping down like that. He's like, I would have made mine the sleeper hole. Look at these massive arms. Oh I yeah. Made that. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that does take a toll on your body for sure. But yeah, his finisher, uh, you know, isn't that stressful, I would say. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see when we see Cena again, how long it's going to be. I would say at a minimum, SummerSlam, if that, you might, this might be it for the year for him. Yeah, and I wonder too, where's Theory go as well after this feud that they had? Yeah, because it was, it seemed like they're, they're trying to give the rub to the young guys, except mm-hmm. for, well, I don't know if you'd call Finn Balor a young guy anymore, but um, yeah, you know, most of the guys kind of got that opportunity to like get that little bit of a rub, like a you know an Austin Theory got that opportunity and, and others too. So um, yeah, we'll see. That's what makes uh, wrestling fun. Remembering mm-hmm. what's next, especially on the um, you know the, especially the Raw after WrestleMania, which we'll have to touch on after we go through the Oh yeah, a little bit. Um, so number ten for me, I have the opener of night two. I have Brock and Omos. I mean, uh, you get your classic Brock hard-hitting match. You know, it's not going to be anything that's too long. 
um, which is why I have it ranked lower on the match because Brock matches, you know, traditionally, you know, in many recent years have been very quick matches. Um, but it was just something to get the crowd going, I feel like, this match. Yeah, and so I'm going to ask you this question. Is this the last time we see Brock Lesnar in a wrestling ring? Ooh. I'm going to say no. This is a tough one. I mean, apparently, allegedly, he was saying goodbye to folks backstage and all that. But mm-hmm. who knows? He, you know, he, Brock Lesnar's a businessman. So maybe he'd go yeah. away for a while. Maybe, maybe go he, away for he, a year. He could be the kind of guy that doesn't have a retirement match either. He just, just as I'm done, doesn't come back. I could see him being that kind of guy just as well. Disappearing into the. And, yep. and, and, you know, maybe it's a phone call, it comes an F5 somebody, and, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's kind of the way of the land today. It's mm-hmm. these guys that are just. I'll show up if I feel like it. You yeah, know? Um, he is a special attraction. Um, although, if you're if you're looking to try to uh, get somebody over, you know, a guy like Omos is like this kind of spectacle-looking gentleman, you know, taller than a skyscraper. You know, maybe you let him take the victory. Brock doesn't lose anything. Brock's lost before. He always comes back looking strong as ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, but I think it would do a world of wonders for a guy like Omos, who's trying to kind of, you know, stake his claim a little bit. Next, I feel like all the big stuff he's lost kind of at this point with him. Yes. Yes. So um, we'll see. We'll yeah. See what happens. We'll see if this is the end of the road for Brock Lesnar. I'm going to say no, but I'm going to say it's going to be a while before we see him again. At least SummerSlam, maybe next year's Royal Rumble or something. Yeah, I would say it's definitely going to be one of the big ones if he does come back. Yeah. Um, So number nine for me, I have the men's showcase tag match for me. Um, You know, it's one of those matches, I think, why I have lowers, because there was no story to it really at all. But, you know, it had its good spots um, in the match for when you have guys like Ricochet, Montez Ford in there, you know, you're going to have good spots because they're both so talented in the ring. Um, so overall, you know, for what it was, it did a decent job, I would say. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, I'm not a big multi-man kind of match guy mm-hmm. uh, without a reason. Like, that's been the kind of the way that they've done these the last few years. So we'll have a fatal five-way for the uh, Intercontinental Championship match mm-hmm. um, just to get stuff guys on the card. Yeah. Um, or we'll have a seven-man, you know, seven-team tag team match for the tag titles. It's like, yeah. Right, why are we doing yeah, with no build, I'm not a fan of it. But if it has a build, then you know, then I can get behind it. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, solid, solid little match, good energy, and um, you know, not not mad at it. Nope, not at all. Um, so number eight, I have the damage control and then the uh, Becky Lita Trish combination match. Um, you know, this is like a nice little n- nostalgia match, I would say, and then also like a culmination of a feud with Becky and Bailey that's been going back months. Yeah. Um. You know, I think you could tell in the match, like, you know, Lita's still kind of, she kind of struggles in the ring. I would say at her age, Trish still does a great job. Tremendous. Um, and, you know, but you have Becky who carried the weight for them, I would say. Um, so it was overall solid match. You know, it had a nice story to it as well, um, which I think it, why the match turned out so decent. Yeah, and I, I was like, uh, you know, I was, I got all the feels because the nostalgic as well. This whole entire weekend you saw Stacey Keeler go in the Hall of Fame. You saw Tori Wilson there. Um, you mm-hmm. saw Trish and Lita still active. And just like, oh, this heart throbs from the early 2000s. It just kind of brings back <laughs> a lot of those high school memories for me. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, a fun, a fun little WrestleMania moment indeed, for sure. Yeah. 
yeah, it was a good match overall. You know, I think it, I think it did better than most people thought it would. Yeah, 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 for sure. So hats off, the ladies. Uh, so my next one is at number seven. I had the Raw Women's Title uh, match from tonight. Um, you know, overall, very strong match. I think, mm-hmm. I think from here on out in the rankings, all these matches did a very uh, good job. Um, for me, why I have it ranked down at seven is I felt like, you know, the story was just kind of in of the match, but the actual match was very good. Yes. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see Bianca win. I do like Oscar in the ring, but her as champion, you know, it's tough to give her a good run because of the language barrier, I would say, um, in a sports entertainment world. Whereas I think, in, you know, another company, you know, her English struggles she could survive more as champion, but I think, you know, in a company like WWE, it's hard for have her as a champion yep. uh, because of that, unless she has like a mouthpiece for her, which I'm surprised they haven't done that for her yet. Yeah. I mean, that, that'd be an option definitely for sure. Just have her be this like, you know, really strong person. You have somebody that can just carry the weight vocally for mm-hmm. her, like kind of paint that picture a little bit. Um, but uh, I agree. And I have to say night two was just like a battle of Ken, you top this mm-hmm. match after match after match. It was just like, oh, here's a good match. Yeah, well, I'll show you. And boom, the next one, they're coming out swinging. Yeah. The next one after that. And the next one, it was just like on. Yeah, it did seem like they started with their weaker matches just gradually, like, didn't have a cool night. Just kept going up and up and up. Um, whereas, you know, usual Mania cards had that, like, up, down, up, down, up, down. They would say more of, like, on an upward trajectory for most of the night, um, I would say. Yeah, they did. I mean, the only cool down I think they had is the segment with Shane McMahon and the which, Vision, I, which I guess you could say that wasn't meant to be a cool down. Yeah, because of, because of the return, it was. Um, it just the way it worked out, it ended up being that way because of the injury. Um, and then the Hall of Fame segment as well was kind of a cool down for the crowd as well. I would say. Yeah, disappointment. Uh, handled Bobby Lashley. I thought there could have been a little more they could have done there. I mean, mm-hmm. he was teasing on social media that. You know, uh, there's nobody for me to fight, so I'm going to come out. I'm going to challenge somebody. It's like, all right, I thought we were going to get yep. him to come out, and somebody's going to answer the call, and this would have been a good opportunity to kind of bring either a young guy up from NXT uh-huh. uh, to answer the challenge and come really close to winning, like a Braun Breaker or something like that, or uh-huh. pulling if you can get somebody to come back, make the returns, who's ready. Maybe you're trying to figure out what to do with them, yep. like an AJ Styles or even a Randy Orton. Should he be ready, you know, kind of – having them come out as a return and uh, going toe to toe with uh, the almighty. Yeah. I was surprised all they had him do was just come out and uh, hold the Andre, the giant trophy. I mean, I'm sure he was very disappointed with what happened uh, going into mania because he had the storyline ready to go and what happened. We don't have a definitive answer on. Um, so the plug had to get pulled in and, you know, they never end up doing anything with him as a result. Yeah. It's, it's even just having come out and squash somebody. Yeah. Like, uh, it would have been good. I mean, um, but hey, I'm sure, you got paid a nice hefty sum to come out and hold a trophy up like oh, this. Yeah. For oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, not mad at that. No, right? not at all. Yeah. All right. So, number six, I have uh, Finn and Edge. Yeah. Um, How'd you feel about this? Just give me your honest opinion. So, I think, you know, it had potential to be ranked higher for me and like be a stronger match as a whole. I think what kind of derailed it was uh, the spot where Finn, you know, cut his head open. Uh, they kind of had to stop the match to treat him ringside because that kind of took the steam off of what they're doing. And then they kind of just 
I feel like once that happened and he came back in, they're like, okay, let's just get our big spots in and bring it home. Um, instead of like having a longer match, I feel like for safety reasons for Finn, they kind of just said, all right, let's get our big spots in and the match. So I think it kind of, kind of lost his steam there, but like up to that point, you know, it was a very good match. You know, the entrances were awesome for yeah. it. Um, the theatrics yeah. across the board of this mania off, like I know they're Hollywood and everything like that, but mm-hmm. they were really, the stage was incredible. Um, the entrances were amazing. Yeah. Just some of the special effects that they did and just, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, even like based on what happened, it was still a very, very good match. I would say, you know, you had that story that had been going for months as well, which gave the match a lot of meaning as well. Um, and I really enjoy seeing the demon return. Uh, my only thing I didn't like about the match is personally for me, I would have liked to see Finn go over instead of Edge because, yes. you know, Edge is kind of that like short term, like one off thing now at a point in his career and his return. Um, whereas Finn, you know, I feel like has done a great job with the Judgment Day to elevate himself. And this could have been another kind of stepping stone for him that he, they could have used, um, but they didn't. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's almost like, all right, why, if Edge is going to go away now to maybe SummerSlam, mm-hmm. um, maybe maybe he takes a couple months off. But I think he'll be back before SummerSlam. But SummerSlam definitely, where Finn is going to now probably be there every week or so. Why would you take the steam off of Finn? What does mm-hmm. you know? What does what does Finn get out of that? And what does yep. Edge get out of that? Edge will be back and the Edge, but yeah. Um, yeah, so the match was okay. That death injury definitely took some of the steam out of the match. Um, took some of the momentum. They killed probably what five, six minutes. Yeah, uh, of just that was could have been match time. That mm-hmm. they're just trying to you know get Finn fixed up as quickly as possible. Yep. Shout out to those ringside doctors for uh, performing like dermatology surgery. Yeah. In, oh yeah. You know, in the middle of a Hell in the Cell match. Yeah, that was impressive how they could do all that ringside because they reported that he got staples ringside. So. That's impressive. Fucking hurt. <laughs> All right. Um, so I just realized my list is a little off because there was 15, not 14 oh. matches. So, but it didn't affect my order of stuff, though, kind of really. All right. So the one I missed is still in a good spot. Um, so my next one I have is uh, Seth and Logan Paul. Um, how dare you forget that one? Well, no, I didn't forget that one. It's a different one I've forgotten. How dare I forget that one mm-hmm. that I forgot? Um, but, you know... Credit to Logan Paul for how good he is in the ring in such a short period of time. You know, he's in the uh, the ring with a, you know, absolute pro in Seth Rollins. Yeah, like one of the know. best to ever do it. So they just had great chemistry together. The match was awesome. You know, uh, it absolutely delivered. And I, you know, I completely enjoyed that one. Oh, top to bottom, the energy is off the show. And I even made a comment. I think I was like, I am amazed at how smooth he is for having such little training and experience mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Not only just experience, but all of his matches have been in like these major spots. Like mm-hmm. not, not, he's not doing house show work or nope. indie work. Or it's all the raw. big shows. It's yeah. It's like all mania matches. He was kind of just throwing out of fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, insane. The hats off to raw athleticism and natural charisma. Mm-hmm. For sure. And a great marketer. He's got his prime energy drink, taking the table spot. KSI yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, We'll see. Yeah. All right. My next one on my list, which this is the one, I don't know how I forgot to put this on my list, um, but it slides in perfectly here is Ray and Dom. Yes. Yes. Emotional mm-hmm. feud. Interesting entrance. Oh, yeah. With, uh... The Dom. Yeah. I enjoyed both entr- entrances um, where, you know, you had Dom coming in like a convict. Yes. <laughs> and then yes. you had Ray coming in with a little Eddie Guerrero uh, tribute in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the story of the match was. 
superb. You know, they did such a good job, you know, and even involving the Mysterio family into it, you know, they did a good job playing that off as well. Um, and both performed very well in the ring. You know, Dom's come such a long way, I feel like, with his in-ring work and even his character work, you know, night and day, because from the start, when he came as a face, it was very bland, not much to him, but, like, his heel work has gradually gotten better. Um, and he's turned into, like, you know, a viable superstar, I would say. So, so I, th- I think sometimes the way to become a good face is to go and be a vicious heel first mm-hmm. and figure that out. I mean, yeah. look what happened to Roman Reigns. Roman mm-hmm. Reigns was a bland baby face for years that nobody cared about. Mm-hmm. And then he goes away for a little while, comes back, and now he's the LeBron James of the WWE Everybody respects him, and he's untouchable. He's just in that upper echelon of all-time greats now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that you know, Dom. I'm curious where he goes now after this feud ended, and especially since he lost it, um, or even as a Judgment Day as a whole, where they go um, after WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm sure. But we'll see. Um, so next, so my next one, I have uh, Charlotte and Rhea, the SmackDown Women's match. Um. I thought absolute phenomenal women's match. You know, one of the better, I think one of the better women's mania matches we've had ever, I would say. Yeah. I mean, Charlotte, bonafide Hall of Famer, one of the mm-hmm. best to ever do it and <clears throat> able to make anybody she's in there look like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. Another, another prime example of that. Yeah, and I think it was kind of, this is used as like a crowning moment um, that Rhea is the next like one, like in the company for women. I think, you know, you had Bianca already as one of the young top ones. I think this was a crowning time for Rhea as well, because Rhea's only 26. Yes, um, plenty so, of time to go. So this was a time like the kind of, she's no longer a blue chip, I would say. She's the real deal now. Um, and her heel work with the Judgment Day, too, has been spectacular. Yeah. Um, you know, in Triple H, even at the press conference on night one, had, you know, really applauded her for the work, you know, she's done as far as everything and said, you know, she's one of the best in the business right now. Um, with the work she's doing, even like put her, her on Roman Reigns level with character work. Absolutely, I agree. Um, and you know, I think I mentioned this last night too. I said I'm surprised they didn't give John Cena that 17th world title run, even for mm-hmm. a short run, just to make him mm-hmm. one of the greatest ever. Yeah. Uh, although I think they might try to do that with Charlotte. What's Charlotte up to now? She had 14, I think. Title I think she's around 14. Yeah, she's in that ballpark now. Yeah, and she's not. Any sign of slowing down. No, but and all her color runs recently have been very short. Yeah, so I definitely think should, they're going to try eventually try to tie that into maybe a couple of years from now. Um, yeah, into some kind of record breaking storyline. I could see her stopping at sixteen as well. Could just everybody stops at sixteen? That's yep, kinda that's like, the number you have to stop at. And if you're Tony Khan, you'll have uh, you'll have um, MJF lose it fifteen more times. <laughs> 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 Oh, Just man. to have him go to 17 and be like, oh, I did it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something, huh? Would be, yeah. Uh, all right, so now we're heading into the top three now. Yeah. And I think all of these top three, it was like hard. Like It was like splitting hairs, I feel like, at this point. It was incredibly tough. I know uh, top to bottom, it, like I said before, like every match got a little bit better a little bit more emotional, a little bit more hard-hitting. And, mm-hmm. and but this one was it, earlier in the card, too. It, it, it was, but... So... If, yeah. Yeah, so we'll, tough, we'll say what it was. Tremendous so, card. So number three, I have the Intercontinental title triple threat match, which oh, was just... One of my just, favorites. 
one of my favorites. I was literally I would like say this. It might be like the hardest hitting mania match ever. Uh, I could see it. Yeah. And it was, it was just, just three guys beating the living shit out of each other. Sure like it was a chop fest. Like their all their chests were literally like raw meat pretty much by the end of it, like just pink and all bruised up. Um, it was such a good match. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it was just pure brutality, classic pro wrestling match mm-hmm. at its finest. Um, and you know, any of these, several of these matches, if they were, they could have had easily headlined any other pay per view mm-hmm. main event, and mm-hmm. it would have been like match of the night. But it's tough when you got fifteen matches, and you know, let's say half of them are all like contenders for that top spot. It's, mm-hmm. it's great. It's a great night. I think credit to Gunther too, like the legitimacy he's brought back to Intercontinental Title, like just wow, oh tremendous, and he, he and hats off to the booking team and Triple H and, and everybody, like they're really reestablishing credibility at the championships. And you mm-hmm. look at Bianca Belair, you look at the Intercontinental Championship with Gunther, mm-hmm. you're looking at Roman Reigns now with the Undisputed Championship. Yep. It's just like all these teams we have a lot of long runs now. Yes, I mean a tag team just had a you know a year plus run, you know, a little over a year, a year, yeah, six hundred year. Six hundred thirty some days, I believe, yeah. or something. Yeah. Somewhere in that yeah. ballpark. Yeah. Huge run. So um it uh it it makes the moments special when you think, Oh my god, this could be the night where we finally lose or they finally lose it. Um, but we'll see. And you know, hats off to them. But an intercontinental title match, absolutely stunning. Yeah, it's probably the best intercontinental match I would say ever on the card. I would put up there, maybe. Hey, maybe. I would put it up there with, like, uh, I mean, Savage I'd, and Steamboat. Yeah, I mean, you could say, like, story-wise, not up there. But, like, the actual physical match, I would say, is up there. Absolutely. I would say the best match of those three gentlemen's careers, for sure. Yeah. Well, I would say you could put that up there in Sheamus and Gunther with the one at Clash in the Castle. Yes, yes. Um, it, it's going to – it got me really excited for the upcoming year. I said, all right, maybe, I feel like this year is going to be real – if they keep this, obviously, if they keep booking strong, mm-hmm. the creative strong, yep. with the physicality we're seeing and just the passion people are putting into the craft, it's, mm-hmm. it should be a fun year. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're into our uh, top two. Um, so my number two, I have the uh, the main event tag match from last night with uh, Zayn and Owens taking down the Usos. Um, while we, ha- I think I have it so high as number one, the match unbelievable um but the story behind it as well they had such a great build to it um and they invested so much into it that you like felt every part of that match you did um and it was just it just blew me away i mean it was so good you know it's nice to see that tag team titles get a true spotlight for once because for the longest time uh in the company those titles have kind of been like just passed around uh, like a cheap hooker, I would say. <laughs> they, they have been. Um, yeah. No legitimacy. You know, it was just like no meaningful matches with it. Um, and even like on WrestleMania cards, there were only like the pre-show in yes. years past. So yeah. like for it to go from the pre-show to the main event of a night, like that just speaks volumes of how well they did this storyline. Um, and it rightfully des- uh, deserved to be the main event of night one. Yeah, absolutely. Or they'd throw it in some kind of five tag team multi-person match to get everybody in the card or, you know, and I love these for their own, because they're a lot of fun, but they throw it in some kind of crazy ladder TLC uh-huh. match just to yep. like for the spot fest of the show. But uh, that this had 
story and meaning that built up over time after month after month after month and year and now it's like wow you felt it felt the real life emotion of sammy zane trying to figure out how to get over trying to figure out what kind of what was the right path for him as a character and mm -hmm. god damn he finally found it this year and i'm curious now where they go with uh zane and owens as the tag team champions how long of a run do they get um do they keep the titles together still you know i think that's been a question we've had for a while about these unified titles is do they keep it that way or they eventually split them or they make it into one belt um but i am curious to see what their run's going to look like as tag titles and do they get that long legitimate run like the usos maybe not as long as they did but you know a nice lengthy run with them i am going to go on a limb and i'm going to make a bold prediction by saying they're going to keep the titles unified eventually debut a new singular belt or mm -hmm. set of belts they're going to unify or going to keep the undisputed world title unified debut a singular belt okay. and i think they're going to eventually end the brand extension i think we're going to see the end of that this year we're going to the we'll see about tomorrow the big announcement of the endeavor era yeah but i think this is the time perhaps when they end the brand extension they kind of just go for one kind of unified brand where everything kind of flows yeah. throughout i guess it'll program. depend what endeavor wants to if that's the rumor for sure for sure but i just think it it would be best to kind of let all the the top stars kind of flow the story over the yeah um, the entire kind of yeah i think just the one good thing about the brand extension is it gives more people opportunities because i think the problem they ran into um, pre-brand extension was the same guys were getting the spotlight on both shows and a lot of guys were getting neglected whereas with the the extension it gets more opportunity for more guys i would say which is why i'm a fan of it i'm a fan of it when they do it right and they make it feel different but mm -hmm. i think it's and they usually start out when they say oh, we're gonna do the brand extension they're like all right they've got different sets they've got different color ropes they got different look and feel and they mm -hmm. keep everybody separate for a while and then after the booking teams get a little stale, they they end up doing crossover stuff and then mm -hmm. blur the lines or, oh, we're going to allow two wild cards to come over. Yeah. We, it's just like, what? I mean, yeah, if I remember that wild card rule. Yeah. And just like, it didn't last long. And guys just show up on any show they want. It's just like, all right, is there really a brand extension? It's either you, my theory is, do you do it or mm -hmm. you don't do it? Yeah. Not in between. Um, so that's my kind of theory on it. But I'm going to say, I'm going to make a prediction say this is going to be the end this level, this era of the brand extension, okay. at least. Okay. Well, that leaves us at number one, which, you know, it's obvious at this point what it was. Uh, but I think the result was the shock of the night. Um, we have Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes, where Roman retained the title. Um, I think it was shock of the night for me. Maybe the whole Mania card was him defeating Cody. It was a shock of... It was the shock of the night, but as I've sat with it and let it marinate for the last hour and a half, I think I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with it. I just wonder where do they go with it from here? Because I think that's going to be the key factor. And if this was the right decision is where they go from here um, in this route. Because um, now you wonder, is Cody the one that eventually takes down roman still or is it someone else now um because i know some people have talked about maybe it's someone like jay uso is the one to do it when the bloodline crumbles but you know i've always been a fan of cody being the one um to be the one to take roman down um but another piece that makes me you know with this one i'm kind of like iffy about roman winning is i feel like 
recently the winner of the World Rumble has kind of been insignificant on the men's side because they, they're on a losing streak right now. Yes, the last one that actually followed through with it was McIntyre mm-hmm. only in 36, where he won and yep. Brock and took the title for a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, because ever since Roman's been champion, Rumble winners lost every time. Yeah, it, it was shocking that I, at first I was shocked and I was disappointed. I was like, really? They didn't want to finish the story? Yeah, I, I think I think I would have gone the route of him winning just because the pop from the crowd they would have gotten it with how over Cody is. Um, you know, it would have been a good move, but you know, if Cody does take the belt, when's the right time now? Because you feel like it has to be a big um big pay per view and the next one's not till August yeah. at SummerSlam. And do they drag it out that long the storyline? Like, you know, that's why I'm like What's the point? Another bold prediction. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever loses it. I think yeah. he's going to hold it for the next five years. Because at this point, who is like it? it it's going to get ballooned to be such a big thing that, mm-hmm. like, if he ever loses it, if you do it in any kind of way that's not perfect on a perfect stage, it's going to like ruin the entire yeah three year run. Now. Yeah, Army thinks they just wanted to get into that thousand day number. As well, which is why they had him retain. Could. Um, it could, but I would think anything less than WrestleMania mm-hmm. would be insignificant. He's got to lose it at WrestleMania now. You can't have him lose that backlash or battleground or something. It's got to be SummerSlam or WrestleMania. I Even would SummerSlam, I don't think, is significant enough at this point. After holding a title for three years and building up this incredible yeah. time run that is unrivaled, like it's going to be okay. tough. Um Another person, another candidate, I think they could build up to maybe WrestleMania 40, maybe we'll be there to watch it in Philadelphia, is you have Seth Rollins mm-hmm. take him down. Because there is history there with them. They came up together and be like, well, you know, I'm the architect to finally solve that puzzle because I know we, we were partners in crime and, you know. I, yeah. So yeah. that could be the opportunity there. I think I'm just still on board the Cody train of, of being the one to take him down. Oh, so am I. I'm a huge Cody mark and i have been for the last seven or eight years since you know it's just like recently too he's he i think he's starting to reach like that he's getting near that cena level of face i say that coming where he's so over you know everywhere he goes it's just box office um at least with this run he's had i think he's been that way um so i you know it's really gonna be you know a important to see where he goes from here because they could take all kinds of steam off of them which you could worry you know did they do that by him losing tonight taking all the steam he had on him off um so they're in a big point now with cody i think like where do they go from here uh because you know they could take all momentum they had completely away if they don't do it right yeah for sure but you know as i thought about it i was disappointed that they didn't finish the story but then i let it soak and marinate a little bit and i just thought about it i said you know maybe he did finish the story because he still got there and he put on a stellar match in the main event of wrestlemania it's that rocky story and we all know rocky didn't win the first bout with apollo creed you know him you know how i am with rocky balboa Um, yeah but just by getting there from being stardust and being Uh at the bottom of the irrelevant barrel yeah uh, to go in the independence and building his way up and all that he did for the industry and then 
getting to the mountaintop and putting mm-hmm. on a classic yeah. and going toe to toe. You know, it's a, he solidified himself in all time greatness yep. for all that he's done belt or no belt, you know? Yeah. I'm just going to say the story is still not finished in my eyes. Uh, definitely not. The Schmaz finish at the end with mm-hmm. uh, Solo Sokoa and, you know, the, the influence by Paul Heyman and the Usos. And yeah. There's absolutely unfinished business to go there. So we'll see if they may build that up. They have a rematch at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, Roman probably goes away for a little while, maybe a month or two. And um, you, you see a Cody Sokoa kind of match and, you know, maybe a rematch with the Usos and uh, um, Owens and Zane. The next yeah. couple, the backlash pay-per-view. Yeah, I'm curious where we go from all this here. It's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be fun and raw tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. It's a new new season, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. Um, overall, I would give it out of out of 10, I would give it a 9 out of 10. This is solid, solid wrestling. Yeah, yeah I would go... I'm like between like an 8.5 and 9, I would say. Yeah, I would say the from the celebrity involvement, the with George mm-hmm. Kittle and Snoop Dogg, the theatrics were incredible. The yeah. match quality was incredible. The pacing and the booking of everything were just it. And I think like the the stuff that knocks it is stuff that wasn't in their control. Like you had the Finn injury that happened. You had um, the Shane injury that happened too. Um, but I think what knocked it down was like the Miz stuff for me and then the women's match like the insignificant match but i would say you know compared to mania's the last 10 years i, I might rank it number one yeah I mean, the last couple of years you've had i mean even the last five let's let's look at the last five manias so the last year you had the stone cold steve austin moment cody moment those are the mania moments of mm-hmm. yeah um you know wrestling 37 you know i think it was the it was the first one back during the pandemic it was mm-hmm. just being in front of a crowd made it like a moment yep um but nothing really significant unless you want to look mm-hmm. at this the sasha and bianca kind of match was yeah a, a moment yeah but night two main event was the best we've had in a while incredible. i would say for sure incredible the tag match the night one main event was incredible too mm-hmm. um a lot of it. I hope to see a lot of the rematches too. Let's see, uh, I'd love yep. to see a rematch of that Intercontinental title match, mm-hmm. um, and so many more. So, uh, interested to see where we go from there. So, um, quick predictions on what do you think? Who's the next up and comer? We'll drag this conversation on several more episodes over time. But, um, what are your predictions for tomorrow? Do we see any surprises? Anything looking at um, for tomorrow? If we get a surprise, I think we could see like maybe like a Braun Breaker come up after dropping the NXT title. Um, you know, hopefully maybe get like an AJ Styles coming back uh, on a nice return. Um, I'm just hoping for a better Monday night roll after Mania that we've gotten in recent years. So I feel like it's been very lackluster recently. Like, you know, it's always hyped up as the biggest roll of the year. And I feel like the last couple of years have just been not delivered at all and just blah. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, it kind of gets that feel back like it's a big deal roll again. Yeah, like Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler coming out and cashing the money in the bank, that kind of return. Mm-hmm. Yep. Something like that. Um, yeah, I think I think we see a Braun Breaker debut tomorrow. I'm also hoping for the AJ Styles return. Mm-hmm. And I give him the kind of one more big run before he kind of... Yeah, I think we'll get a riddle maybe too as well. That would be cool. 
they they should my theory. I hope they come out swinging tomorrow with like yeah banger after a surprise. I'm gonna guess set Roman, up a big well, angle. I would guess Roman opens tomorrow. Uh, Roman or Cody, I would say opens. Mm-hmm. Cody yeah. gets emotional, and you know. Um, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Interesting to see for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, anything's gonna be better than last year's big angle of Elias's twin brother, fake twin brother. Oh like, God, yeah, Ezekiel. Yep. Like, okay, that was that's your Raw after Mania mm-hmm. storyline. Like, what are you doing? Yep. You, know, you had Kevin Owens just beat Stone Cold, or wrestled Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. Had, uh, <laughs> yep. That right after, but uh, should be fun for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excited. Yep. Well, I think for that note, we're out of time here on this edition. Wrestling makes the world taste this post WrestleMania 39 edition live, mm-hmm. live, live here on YouTube. Uh, but we'll be back uh, later on this week uh, with another episode uh, mm-hmm. talking all things from the world of pro wrestling. Join the conversation with us on social media at Twitter at Wrestling Makes. Uh, you can now follow us on TikTok at Wrestling Makes as well, I'm posting some cool montage clips on there. So uh, if you're feeling nostalgic, get on there and give us a like, give us a follow, throw us a five star review on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to get a glimpse <laughs> of all this, check us out on YouTube and subscribe there as well. Uh, but for CB and AD, we'll see you next time on Wrestling Makes the World Takes. Peace.